Sports, Politics, Life, 360 Document Solutions presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at 360documentsolutions.com. One of the more challenging parts of being a broadcaster is bringing consistency to any broadcast or podcast on a daily basis. It is constantly and has been for three and a half decades of my life a challenge to not screw up. You always want to do well. Everybody wants to do well in their job. Everybody wants to have a great day, excel, have really great things happen. But I've sort of found over the years one of the really important things is to not have the bad days, the bad broadcasts, the mistakes, an error, something you have to apologize for or correct. Corrections are bad. Mistakes happen. Sometimes you give a fact wrong, whatever. There's no correction here, but there is sort of an admission that I really jumbled Wednesday's podcast. I think I did a honestly a disservice to our friends at Operation Homefront and AJ Khan, who I've known for quite a while. I, as you've listened to this podcast, you know that most of the interviews typically happen during the podcast after we do the comments of the day or whatever. Some of the podcasts are strictly the interview, but some have a little bit of everything. And most of you have enjoyed it that way. Well, yesterday I went on this rant about KU and MU not playing in the bowl game together. And then I went on a rant about Justin Reed and his ridiculous comments for the Chiefs. And I was just in one of those moods where I've seen things in sports that were absolutely driving me bonkers of people just completely disrespecting fans and maybe not doing the right thing. And I, I've always had this about sports. I've always had it in me. I get very passionate about it. I get very passionate about a lot of different topics. But these things were burning at me. And yes, I did receive a ton of feedback from many of you. Uh, Missouri fans, it was about 50-50. Some of you really, really upset with me, and some of you like, you know what, you're right, they should be playing them. I don't care what the excuse is or what the reason is. So there was a little bit of that, and there is a, a certain recognition on my part that over the last six weeks or so, I have in some way, not intentionally, angered now fans of Kansas, Kansas State, and Missouri. Uh, for Kansas, there were the issues around Bill self-suspension and some things that were going on, and some of you took offense to some of the comments that I'd made about uh, Bill Self and what may be down the road for Kansas State. It was the fact that he, Chris Kleiman had played the wrong quarterback most of the year. And many of you are very upset that I just, you know, keep pointing out what may have been with Kansas State's season had they played Will Howard all year. And now with Missouri, it's the comments of Eli Drinkwitz and the shot that he took at Kansas after Missouri decided not to play KU in a bowl game. So I did all that, and I was okay with the content. But marrying that up in that podcast with the interview with AJ Khan was not the right thing to do. And I don't think I, so I, I'm, I'm going to move on from this. I just want to apologize to anyone that, that found the podcast to be disjointed because I went back through it and I was like, that, that just doesn't fit. I mean, some things just don't fit. This is not a big mistake. There's nothing really to correct. I just wish I had done it differently. I wish I'd thought it through better than the way I did. And in fact, after I recorded the portion, my portion of the podcast, I probably should have said, you know what, let's save AJ for a different podcast, or let's just do it separately. If I had to do over again, that's what I do. What I didn't want to have happen, and I got a lot of texts from friends and stuff like, whoa, dude, you're really passionate today. I'm like, yeah, 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 it happens. It happens from time to time. I get pretty excited. And I said, I, I don't apologize for that. That's who I am. And that's part of what this podcast is. But... I think Lost in the Shuffle was Operation Homefront, and it shouldn't have been. So I want to mention it right up front here today that 
I'd be honored if any of you could in any way help this wonderful charity this holiday season. It's OperationHomefront.org. You can reach out and call AJ personally at 816-534-1245. Now, I think this weekend, sometime Friday afternoon or evening or Saturday, I'm going to repost by itself AJ's interview because I want people to hear it. And I don't want you to have to go through the front part of the podcast from yesterday to get there or whatever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repost it separately. This is a really important charity that works with active military in and around Kansas City. And these are families that have had bad things happen to them. And yes, they're in the military. Yes, one of the parents of these families is in the military. And they're drawing a check, trying to make ends meet almost always with little kids. And we've got a couple situations of service personnel who've had their homes burned down. And I know there's a bunch of military charities, but this one is really cool. They're online at operationhomefront.org. You can make a contribution to their national office that way. Or if you'd like to get involved with the local portion of the charity and help us out with these local families, I'm going to be working with AJ on this. You can call AJ or you can get a hold of me. Send me an email, kevin at kkasissues.com. If you'd like to help, if you can provide a service, if you'd like to make a donation, if there's anything you could do to help these local military families through Operation Homefront, get a hold of me, kevin at kkasissues.com. Or call AJ. 816-534-1245, or just get a hold of me and I'll let you know how you can contribute and help out. So uh, AJ's a good dude. That, that organization is doing great things, and I kind of lost sight and lost track of the fact that there's a time and place for everything, and the time and place on that podcast was for about something much bigger than sports or athletes like Justin Reed saying something or Eli Drinkwitz saying something. So I kind of lost track of that, and it happens. There, there is no perfect broadcaster. There is no perfect broadcast. There is no perfect broadcaster. And this is an honest broadcast. There's not any real editing to this. I do these takes, and they are what they are. Occasionally, I will clear my throat or something, pot the microphone down and do that, and go back and take two seconds of dead space out. That's the only editing I ever do here. These are basically live broadcasts, and I like it that way. That's it's what I love doing. I think it's more honest that way, and I want to be honest with you that I, I feel bad. I feel, I, I feel like I screwed up yesterday. Not really for any of the content. They just didn't belong together, if it makes any sense. So thank you if you'll consider helping OperationHomefront.org. It would mean a great deal to uh, the families, the military families, and to us here at KKHI. Okay, we start with Brittany Griner. She is free, the former... Uh, college basketball star, now WNBA star, that had cannabis oil on her person when she entered Russia some nine months ago, right before the war started, was arrested and convicted to nine years in labor camps in Russia. We know this story. I mentioned at the time, get her out. I don't care what it costs. You can't have this. They win this time. Sorry, Russia wins. They win. There are certain things with American citizens that you allow the bad guys to win. This is one of those. Now, there's more work to be done because there's a gentleman named Paul Whalen that has not been released. His family released a statement today that was very gracious and said, we're really glad that Brittany Griner is free and she's home. And they basically suggested, let's go arrest some more Russians around the world so we can start trading them back for other Americans. There is a fear that what Russia will do now is just detain 
and make up charges with American citizens. That is a real fear. Be careful. Don't go to Russia. It's a real fear because they can hold you for nine months and get their people back, real people back. It looks to me like Russia will probably do that. But at this point, I don't care. Every American citizen should know, don't be in a place where the Russians can grab you and arrest you. Period. Okay? Brittany Griner is free. We exchanged her for Victor Boot, who is nicknamed the Merchant of Death. Victor Boot sold 30,000 AK-47s illegally to enemies of the United States and surface-to-air missiles to shoot down U.S. aircraft. He was convicted to, for this crime, only 25 years in America, amazingly. Again, 30,000 AK-47s and surface-to-air missiles to kill Americans. 25 years. Brittany Griner, cannabis oil for her vape pipe. Nine years. They made the swap. It's done. Griner's on her way, apparently, to D.C. Joe Biden had a mini news conference this morning where he read a statement. Anthony Blinken was there. The vice president was there. Brittany Griner's wife was there. And they were all very happy and relieved. This goes beyond politics. This is how we are better than them. I look at it as American as an American. Brittany Griner in the past has been part of the Hate America crowd. She has grievances and complaints all over the place. You know who and what she is and what she stands for. But she's one of us. And she belongs home. And this must be our consistent stance. And if it is not our consistent stance, we shouldn't be heard when we comment on other things and the way we believe America should be. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her wife. I am also optimistic that when Brittany Griner gets home, she's going to be a changed person. My hope is what she will do and her wife will do instead of coming home and talking about social justice problems in America and racism and injustice and all these other things, that she will turn her life in a 180, be completely ignored by the left, and she is... Every box you can check on the left. She is. She is. There's a gender identity issue with her. Some people think that maybe she was a male. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they're married lesbians. She's African-American. There's all kinds of things here. I mean, every liberal box you can check is checked. This is a tatted up woman who loves to smoke pot and, and talk about causes on the left and racism and all these things. My hope is that she comes home and goes, holy crap, America's great. And I need to shut the blank up about America. And I'm going to tell LeBron and everyone else that tries to piggyback on me, we need to shut up about America because this was bad. What's going on in Russia? Bad. What's happening in America? Not so bad. Wouldn't that be great? Now, I give that about a 10% chance. But I don't know what this nine months was like. We did the right thing. We got her home. Look, if they want to go get Victor Boot again, go get him. I don't think the Russians are going to send some agents over here to kidnap Brittany Griner. They want to get Victor Boot back or some other Russians or whatever it may be. They can, they can figure this out. I don't really care, I guess, that Victor Boot has been released that much. I mean, some people be like, wow, look at the crimes. Do you know how many Victor Boots there are out there? They're all over the world. 
You can't catch them all, I guess, or you can't imprison them all. Sad part is Paul Whelan has still not been released in Russia, that they couldn't get a two-for-one. That's what they tried for nine months to get the two-for-one. They couldn't get it. The negative part of this story is celebrity always wins. Brittany Griner, celebrity, checks all the boxes. Paul Whelan, middle-aged white dude, no big deal. We'll, we'll keep working with Paul Whelan. That's the negative part of this story. But I really don't want to focus much on that. I just want to say that I'm glad she's home. She's an American. Our president, the administration, did the right thing here. Not by a million miles. I mean, this is not a fair trade. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. We're going to analyze this like a sports trade. This is a bad trade. If that's what we're talking about, I mean, the Chiefs just traded Patrick Mahomes for Drew Locke. Bad trade. But they did it. And in this case, it was the right thing to do. And I'm happy for her, happy for America. I'm happy for any American. I have often wondered when, many years ago, when Barack Obama was president, there was a Marine that had been captured in Mexico. And you know we've named our dog Cabo. And my wife and I have traveled to Cabo San Lucas many times. It's our favorite place to go. We have not been for, <sighs> Obama was president. I, did I go during the Obama presidency? I got to think about this. It might've been 14 years since I've been there. We got scared to go when I saw a Marine had been detained in Mexico and Obama couldn't get him out. Or actually, I'm sorry. Obama wasn't trying to get him out. The guy had PTSD. He had some mental issues. He did some things in Mexico that weren't good, obviously, but let's be honest. Anybody that travels on vacation to Mexico and stays at a resort, we've seen people uh, stay at these resorts and drink alcohol that kills them because it's spiked or poisoned. There's drugs everywhere. At any point, somebody could slip something in your drink. You could wig out. You could be on some psychedelic thing somehow and not even know you were doing it, you know, having a beer or something. I mean, anything can happen. I, I learned this a long time ago. Anything can happen to anyone at any time. Nobody's immune to it. Could I freak out or have an episode or something in Mexico? It's possible. And if it happened... Would that be the end of me and I'd just be stuck there? I know somebody right now that is detained in Mexico that got themselves into a bad situation on vacation and they're detained. And a couple of senators in our area, I won't even say which state, it's either Kansas or Missouri, are working very hard to get this person home. It is not easy. This person did something wrong on vacation. On vacation did something wrong, got arrested by Mexican authorities, and can't get home. It scares me. It does. This is a person that I know, and I, I don't know them well. Um, and I'm not sure I know what they were involved with or what exactly happened. I don't have those. I don't know that. But traveling abroad is scary. I would have told you that I would have felt a lot better traveling abroad and thinking, okay, something happened, or I went somewhere that is somewhat dangerous, and I do think Mexico's dangerous, uh, going somewhere dangerous when Trump was president as opposed to Obama or Biden, but I give Biden high marks here. Now, if this was me stuck in a prison in Mexico versus the celebrity, Brittany Griner, are there two sets of rules? We know this about Democrats. There are two sets of rules. We know that. We have to say that. We must be the people that don't have two sets of rules. That's what we should aspire to be. Conservative, patriot Americans should aspire to not have two sets of rules. If you're American, you're American. Get her home, and we did that. It's a good day.
It's a bad day at the Olive Garden in Overland Park. This got sent to me by a listener. Appreciate that. Although it was in other media outlets, I saw it subsequent to that. But I first was notified of this through an email from a listener to the podcast. The general manager of the Olive Garden in Overland Park was so miffed that so many people were calling out. We used to say calling in sick. Now they call it calling out. They call the office and they're out for work. This manager's been with Darden Restaurants for almost 12 years. Darden is the parent company of Olive Garden. This is Overland Park. It's making national news. This will make national news even more. And the manager wrote a scathing memo to all the employees. It said, if you call out because your dog dies, you need to prove it to us. You better bring your dead dog here and show me. (laughs) If you're sick, you better prove it to me. If you want to only work mornings, you should work at a bank. No more calling out. We've got staff shortages. We cannot have people calling in and saying, I can't come to work today. Now, I don't think they literally meant that if you're sick, come to work. I think it was, if you're sick, prove it. We need a doctor or something to prove that you're not just hungover or it's cold today or I don't want to work. Man, this is a real problem with young people in this country. It is amazing. They have figured out that if they don't want to go to work at Olive Garden today, Red Lobster will hire them tomorrow. That's the problem. They've figured that out. And so they do this. The manager sends this memo out, and it was, it was tough. It was a tough memo. I don't know that it actually broke the law or broke any company rules, but Darden Restaurants has fired the general manager at the Olive Garden in Overland Park because the memo was not aligned, not aligned with the uh, policies of Darden restaurants or the thinking of Darden restaurants, not aligned with the morals, the values of Darden restaurants. Man, I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit here and have be short staffed everywhere and give people a bad dining experience. Did the hires up higher ups, did the hires up higher? Did the people in charge at Darden, <laughs> did it occur to them that they've got unhappy customers all over the country because people are calling out sick or dead dog or my mom needs a ride, and it's not really true. It's just people not coming to work. You know they're dealing with this everywhere. Of course they're dealing with it everywhere. Not sure. (laughs) The managers that got fired, almost 12 years with Darden, again, could probably go be manager Red Lobster today. Sure, there's plenty of opportunities for restaurant general managers right now that have corporate experience like that. KKHI is brought to you by NewCarImage.com. Okay, we did this last year, if you remember. This was a very popular holiday gift for your spouse, for your mom, for somebody you know, a client, a friend. Cars and sedans start at 300. SUVs start at 400. You can get a gift card by going to NewCarImage.com. This is the extensive vacuum and blow out the entire car. Crevices, vents, cup holders, under seats, wipe down all the surfaces, dash, console, door jams, seats, Rejuvenate, bring rubber floor mats back to life, clean interior and exterior glass, hand wash, decontaminate the paint. This gets all the gritty stuff off. Clean and shine the tires and wheels in a one-year ceramic coating on your car. That is not wax. This is a ceramic coating. This is a wonderful detail of your car. I recently had it done by New Car Image, and it is unbelievable. I parked my car for two days. We drove Jessica's. I didn't want to get in and drive it. 
I'm not getting into that. It's too clean. Yeah, I don't want some dandruff flying off me. I'm not taking my dog in there. Are you kidding me? The dog hair that he got out of my car under the seats was ridiculous because I keep a clean car. But there are places and things you just can't believe. Unbelievable service. You're going to love this. You can buy the gift cards online at newcarimage.com. Brad tells me that can be just a little bit clunky, so he said, give him my phone number. If you want to call Brad, buy as many of these as you like. Give him out his presents or get one for yourself this holiday season. 816-499-1470. That's 816-499-1470. The number to call for newcarimage.com. Get that detail this holiday season. Jocelyn's Jewelry, another great place to go for the holidays. You know what they're all about. And you know she wants something that sparkles for the holidays. Feel free to take her with you guys. You can go in and and the staff there will help you. They're non-commissioned. They'll help you find just the right thing for her. Or bring her in and let her pick something out and put it under the tree. We're all adults. We can do that. Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch. When you're there, please mention the podcast. Ask for Cameron or Dave. They're on the showroom floor every day. Jocelyn's is the jewelry you'll recommend to your friends and family. And our friends at robertsrobinson.com are doing great things for the holidays as well. This is in Excelsior Springs with the Good Samaritan Center. They're doing a toy drive and cash and card donations. If you'd like to help out the Good Samaritan Center and help kids for Christmas in or around Excelsior Springs, swing by the showroom and make your donation. Drop off unopened new toys or gift cards and cash. 1501 Kearney Road. That's 1501 Kearney Road in Excelsior Springs at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick, GMC. Here we go, Topeka High School. Their basketball coach, George Lyons, has a change.org petition to remove all the fans from Valley Center High School sporting events. Are you confused yet? Topeka High coach George Lyons wants fans removed from Valley Center High School games. Topeka High and George Lyons lost to Valley Center in overtime in a wild game at Valley Center where the fans were going crazy. George Lyons went to change.org to sign a petition to remove all the fans from Valley Center High School games because he says they taunted his team with racial slurs, taunts, and threats, and that school officials from Valley Center High School didn't do anything about it. He went on to say they were passing a naked black baby doll through the crowd. The school, Valley Center, canceled all classes the next day because they didn't want any violence. They're investigating. They said they're aware of the naked black baby doll. It was a school assignment for one of the students. You know that assignment where you carry a doll all day? They're teaching how to be a mom in human development. She had her black baby doll. And apparently she passed it around. It has a detector in it. And they said they have verified that it was passed around to other students. They don't know whether they took the clothes off the baby or what. This sounds like something that would have happened with a white baby doll at the basketball game. Sorry to say, we did that silly stuff when I was in high school. They used to give us, they'd give us eggs and say, hey, carry this egg for a week and don't break it. It's your child. And those things got passed around. Oh, it was so daring because they'd come after you. Your friends would come after you. Oh, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to take your egg. Give me your egg or I'm going to knock it out of your hand. I won't hurt it. And you had to trust people not to? I don't know. This is absurd. The naked black baby doll, in all likelihood, was part of a diversity part of the program, wouldn't you think? 
We're assuming here that Topeka High has, according to Coach Lyons, lots of black players or students, and Valley Center is pretty white. That's what it sounds like to me. I can't speak to that. But it sounds to me like if, a, if the mostly white high school has a black baby doll, this is part of their diversity program. Now, isn't that something? We're going to pass out these black babies to these white students to teach them about diversity, and then the black coach of the visiting school is going to think we're racist because there's a black baby in the crowd. I don't know where this goes. I don't know if racial slurs were hollered. I don't know if there were taunts or threats. What I have learned on these stories overwhelmingly, overwhelming, like not even close, 99% is, it is the extremely rare story that fans in stands are hollering the N-word or racial slurs or threatening violence against players that an usher or a school official or somebody doesn't hear and do something about it. That does not happen. This has been going on for years. I remember a very high-profile case at Fenway Park a few years ago where an outfielder for the Orioles who was African-American said he had a bad night, he was having a bad go, they'd lost. I think he dropped a couple of balls in the outfield and they chanted his name. And they asked him about the people out there and how bad it was. And he goes, oh, they're racist here in Boston. They're racist. They were hollering this. And they were hollering that. It was a national story. Turns out people have these things called iPhones. And they record stuff all day long. And the fans at Fenway were recording the taunting of the player. And they were taunting his name. And they were saying fun things about dropping the ball. You know, two left hands. Something like that. Two left feet. No. Nobody anywhere caught a racial slur. Nobody heard the N-word. They interviewed a dozen fans sitting right there. Nobody heard it. By the way, almost any place, if you hear a fan scream the N-word at a player, the fans will turn on that fan. They will. Trust me, they will. So, George Lyons, change.org, remove fans from Valley Center High School games after you lost in overtime in a heated game and saw a black naked baby doll in the stands. We're going to find out if there were racial slurs, taunts, and threats to your players. They will interview people. They're investigating at Valley Center. How in the world can you beat a high school? And the students are hollering the N-word at players, and nobody hears it. Except the coach. I am not saying it didn't happen. I'm merely pointing out, let's watch for this one. Let's keep our eye on this one. Oh, good Lord. Do you guys know the actress, actor or actress? Used to be actresses. Do you know the actor Jennifer Lawrence? She's like 32 years old. She's from Louisville. She started out as like the all-American girl. I mean, something had an unbelievable career going, and she's just completely wigged out with wokeism and liberalism. Like, she's lost her mind. Maybe it was too much, too fast for her. I don't know. She's trying to make kind of a comeback. She's been in sort of like hiding. She's weird. Okay, she's lost it. Beautiful woman, excellent actress. At one time, I thought, wow, she is the next big thing. Seems like maybe she's blown that. I don't know. Well, she was in movies called The Hunger Games. And as part of her comeback now, because she moved back to like Louisville and said, I'm out. I'm out of Hollywood. I'm going back to Louisville. And I'm hiding out. She hasn't been doing much for a while. Pandemic scared her, of course. Thought she was going to die. You know, at age 28, healthy, she's going to die. So she went back to Louisville and kind of hid out for quite a while. And now she's trying to come back, I guess. And so she did an interview with Variety, which is the trade magazine for actors. This is where you go when you 
try to brag yourself up and reinvent your image. And she's talking about how great she is, which is what actors like to do. And she said of starring in The Hunger Games 10 years ago at age 22 or 23, quote, nobody ever put a woman in the lead of an action film because it wouldn't work out until they cast me in Hunger Games. That's Jennifer Lawrence. J-Lo, Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law. Jennifer Lawrence, Hunger Games. Nobody ever put a woman in the lead of an action film because it wouldn't work until I came along because I'm really that good. There's a bigger point coming here. I read a story today where the author of the story pointed out that this is ludicrous. In 1979, Sigourney Weaver starred in Alien. <laughs> That'd be uh, 12 years before Jennifer Lawrence was born. Linda Hamilton was the star of Terminator 2. Demi Moore was in G.I. Jane. Uma Thurman killed Bill. Angelina Jolie was the star of Tomb Raider. Charlie's Angels were in 2000 and 2003. There were three or four lead women in that one. And it just reminds me of a concept and thing that I've read a lot about as it pertains to liberals. In, in liberal land, we are always in year zero. Now, I want you to think about this. If you haven't heard this term yet, year zero is a very interesting concept. But think about the liberals that you know. Think about the liberals and the things that they say and the way that they live. They love living in year zero. In other words, today is the first day. What's happened before today has all just been horrendous, terrible. Like we need to wipe clean the entire slate of the planet and especially the United States of America before today. This is year zero. You see it in almost every policy that they have. They want to wipe out the statues. They want to eliminate our history. They want to get rid of the Constitution. There's just a million things that they want to do to wipe out what's happened before, and they want to start over today. It's year zero. So I get the concept. This is a liberal way of thinking. It's a liberal way of life. Jennifer Lawrence, being a Hollywood actress or actor, because I don't want to be sexist, takes that a step further by saying, not only did everything in America suck before me, there were no women in movies like me before me. How could anyone have possibly done the great things that I've done in my short career? I mean, I'm great. I'm really great. And here we sit in 2022, and if I hadn't come along, there wouldn't be any of these movies out there with these strong women in these lead roles, because I did that. This is year zero, but year zero's here, and there's opportunity for women because of me. And I re I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, that's spot on. That's 100% spot on. That is the essence of liberalism. It revolves around me. It revolves around my belief that everything that happened before today sucked, except for things maybe I did, which were really good, but everybody else sucked and everything else sucked. And it will probably keep sucking unless I can save the world because we're liberals, we have the answers. We'll fix everything. We'll make it better for you because we know the way. Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, think about that. 1979 alien Sigourney Weir. Who was the strongest female lead in an action film here? Angelina Jolie and Tomb Raider? Uma Thurman and Kill Bill? I mean, these were badass women. Woo! I've seen bits and pieces of The Hunger Games. I'm not sure I know what it's about. It's about kids killing kids, right? That's, there, there's something to look up to. 
Killing children. There you go. There, there's something to be proud of. Don't they kill kids in the Hunger Games? Is that what it's about? You're playing this game to eat and survive or you, or you die? You get killed? I could be wrong. I thought Hunger Games was about killing children. Way to go, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Good stuff there. All right, before we get to sports, I want to thank a couple more sponsors. North Kansas City Dental, online at nkcdental.com. Spoke with Dr. Bill Bush last week at our event, and he said he loves when you come in. He loves his new patients from KKHI. He says the same thing everybody else says. Like these are, If you go to a dentist, you're a patient. You're not a customer. But they all say the same thing. These are the best customers or patients that we have. They're positive, nice, interesting people who love America. I appreciate that. That's a wonderful thing about this audience, but it's also a wonderful thing about going to the dentist at NKC Dental. You can be yourself with Dr. Bush. You can be you at NKC Dental. And goodness knows going to the dentist is tricky enough for most of us. So go be yourself. Be a great American conservative at NKC Dental. Online at nkcdental.com, 816-471-2911. The Blue Mount Hotel and Goolsby's Restaurant in Manhattan. You know, more and more businesses are adding Manhattan to their conference destination with the bioscience facility there, industry revving up, Department of Agriculture's relocating there, university upgrades, expansion, world-class golf, you name it, it's all in Manhattan. Downtown revitalization, well, the Blue Mount Hotel is the place to stay. It's also the place to have a conference. You're going to love their facilities there. They have an award-winning hotel, and it's locally owned and operated, which is really cool. It's not some cookie cutter. This is a great spot. BlueMontHotel.com. If you're interested in group reservations, call Skyler, the Bluemont Hotel, or email and find out what they can do for you, whether it's wedding parties, rehearsal dinners, receptions, reunions, or more. BlueMontHotel.com and Goolsby's Restaurant and Indoor Entertainment Center. All right, we start sports with the former sports editor of the Kansas City Star resigning. Mike Fannin has been president and editor of the Kansas City Star for 14 years. Before that, he was the sports editor of the Star. He started in 1997 as the sports editor, which is exactly the time I started in sports radio. I left Fox 4 and went to sports radio. And we were massive competitors. I competed with Mike Fannin like you can't compete. I can't even believe. And the reporters and writers at the Star at the time, and they used to write stories about sports radio, and it's not journalism, and you can't believe anything you read there. And they started it, and I counterpunched like Trump. And I went after the Star. And I've been on the Star's ass since 1997. And I haven't stopped being on their ass. And I won't. First, I did it personally. They were not the liberal rag they are today. They leaned left, but they're not, they're not, they're not the crazoids they are today. Mike Fannin was the sports editor, and he was trying to negate the competition for advertisers with sports radio. My business partner wanted to take writers from the newspaper and put them on radio. And I'm like, why would we prop up the star? We're competing against the star. Let's start our own business and build something big first. Then we'll see about allowing some of them to come on and expand their brand. It was a battle for quite a while. Once we built our brand, it didn't matter as much. Bring them in, whatever's good for the station, whatever. But I went head-to-head with these people constantly. So did I battle with Mike Fannin? Yes. Did he constantly call my partners and bitch and moan about me? Yes. Who didn't? There isn't a team or anyone in the city that at some point didn't call 
my original partners, Jerry Green, Chad Boger, somebody like that, and complain about what I was doing on the air. They didn't want more competition in this town. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted somebody with a journalism degree that understood reporting that breaks stories doing sports radio. And that's what I was doing. I was breaking more stories than the star. That was back when you could break stories. I was breaking stories right and left. If you wanted to know what was going on in sports, that first 10 years, 97 to 07, you were listening to my show. Things changed when social media started. Internet got bigger. A lot of things changed. But boy, for a 10-year period, it was white hot. It was one story after another I was breaking on the air. And they hated it. And everybody in town hated it. And they couldn't stand it. And I had to deal with that. And Mike Fannin was part of that. And I never really liked the guy. Just be honest with you. Never really liked the guy. I am not going to dance on his grave. I don't know what kind of personal problems he has other than being a far-left loon. I know he's a far-left loon. I knew he was a far-left loon when he was doing sports. But he was doing sports. He was promoted from sports editor to president and editor of the Star, and he moved them over the last 14 years as far left as anybody could ever possibly move. You can't move farther left than the Kansas City Star. Mike Fannin did that. He has had incidents with employees. He has had things happen, as a lot of bosses do. His DUI last summer and conviction in October and 120 hours of service or house arrest and a one-year probation was the end for Mike Fannin. He is out, resigned, as president and editor of the Kansas City Star after his DUI. I would say this, Mike's not going to listen to this podcast, I don't guess, but I know people at the Star do. I wish him the best. I hope he gets healthy and happy and gainfully employed somewhere else. Everyone deserves that opportunity in America, and everybody deserves a second chance. Whatever transpired, however bad it got, whatever demons he may have, I hope he gets better. I do. I would say that I hope the star hires somebody that's not as much of a lefty loon, but I doubt that's going to happen. Seriously doubt that's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes making news this week, and this right here is why I love Patrick Mahomes. More than anything else, this is it. Because he meant this this time. This was not some agent telling you to say this. This is not, hey, this is the, you know, this is off the cuff, didn't expect the question, and answered it brilliantly. He was asked at the at uh, his interview, weekly interview on 610 Sports Radio by Carrington Harrison, who, by the way, is very good. If you're going to listen to sports radio, afternoons at 2, Carrington Harrison is good. He, he, he gets what's important, and he's kind of funny. He's good. Uh, give it a listen. He has Patrick Mahomes on every week. Uh, exclusive interview. I used to do the Patrick Mahomes exclusive interview. I know what that's like. It's now on 610. And he, Carrington asked him a question that you wouldn't ask like in a news conference. You know, these are more personal. You know, this ongoing rivalry with the Bengals, what, what do you make of this rivalry, man? You guys are 0-3. And Mahomes stopped him dead in his tracks. So this is no rivalry. You can't call this a rivalry. We haven't beaten them yet. Until we beat them, you can't call this a rivalry. Wow. Here's a man with a $500 million contract. He's won the MVP. And he's won a Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow's done none of that and has none of that. And he says, this is no rivalry. We haven't beaten them yet. I love that. I love that. He meant it too now. It's not some platitude here. This is no coach speak. 
or player speak, he means it. There is no rivalry until we beat them. I know how competitors think. I've been around some of the great competitors of all time, and they're just wired different. Joe Montana, George Brett. I've been around a lot of people that are just unbelievable competitors. Marty Schottenheimer was one of the greatest competitors I've ever seen. Like tunnel vision on competing. So you get around these people and you know how they tick. You also get around people who say, who, t- who tell you how much of a competitor they are. Let me think of a couple that come to mind here. Trey Hillman, Gunther Cunningham. Let's see, athletes who talked about what a great competitor they were. Nick Lowry. I like Nick Lowry, but he used to talk about himself all the time. What kind of competitor he was. There's been more. We, we had Elvis Gerback here. You know, you know the types that I'm talking about. Bip Roberts was one of those guys with the Royals back in the day. They talk about how competitive they are, but they're not. It's not real. You can tell who it's real with. Patrick Mahomes, it's real. You can't call it a rivalry. We haven't beaten them yet. Until we beat them, you can't call this a rivalry. I love that. He told that to Carrington Harrison. You could probably hear the entire interview if you go to 610 Sports. 610sportsradio.com maybe is their website. I'm sure it's on their website if you want to go hear it. I don't have permission to replay it, so I can't play it for you. I'd play that chunk, but I cannot replay that for you because I don't have permission. And you know what? I shouldn't have permission. That's just fine with me. But you will like it if you listen to Carrington Harrison. He's a local kid. That kid. He's a local man. He's 30, 32 maybe. I don't know. Uh, does a really nice job and is, I am certain, wildly underpaid at 610 Sports Radio. But uh, he's got a bright future. If he'd like to go elsewhere and be bigger, I have no doubt that he, he... I've talked to Carrington. He's a little bit like me. He's from here and doesn't want to leave here. He doesn't want to try to go do a bigger market or a national show or something like that because he loves his teams here and he loves what he's doing. Good for him. Give him a listen sometime. 610 Sports Radio. Patrick Mahomes is on there every single week. All right, before our final, final story here, and it's a doozy... I want to mention Back 9 Development would love to build with you. Come build with Back 9, whether it's a custom home, commercial property, or room addition. Back 9 Development is the Midwest's premier developer. TJ Vilkanskis has real visions, and he's a doer. He makes things happen. If you have an idea or a piece of land or know of a project that you think would be really interesting or exciting, whether you have investors or want him to find investors or wherever the investors come from, if you want to dream a little bit, contact TJ and say, hey, I got, a, I got this idea. I got this dream. What do you think? Can we make it happen? It's all possible. Back9development.com. TJ Vilkanska, 785-236-0161. Dream a little. Put it together, man. Let's get some investors and build something with Back9development.com. And, of course, Chris and the gang, Scott, all my friends, Greg, out at B-Stock, B-Stock.net. They still have some Sony TVs left that they're selling at cost for the holidays. That's crazy. Any Windows laptop, 8th or ninth generation processor, also sold at cost. They got a ton of them, under 500 bucks. Some of these go really low. Stop by 14680 South Flaming Road and just walk in. It's no frills. Walk in and say, I'm looking for X. I'm looking for a laptop. I'm looking for a desktop. I'm looking for a TV. I'm looking for a MacBook. I'm looking for whatever. What's the best deal you have? And they'll walk you right to the best deal in the place. And you're going to save 30% over Best Buy or Nebraska Furniture Mart. Bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road.
As myself and Spence and Cameron were celebrating at the Big 12 Championship game on Saturday, we had phenomenal seats. Have you guys seen the video of Kurt Warner celebrating? His son plays for K-State. They were sitting in, well, I won't say the cheap seats, but you would think Kurt Warner would have better seats than where he was. But he just, he and his wife sit in the, in the issued seats, that the free ones that they get because their kid plays on the team. Which is pretty cool. Because like Kurt Warner has tens of millions of dollars. He could just fly in all his buddies, have a suite, sit up there privately. It's so cool. He was kind of standing in the aisle and all the other fans were hugging him and stuff. It, it's all, it looked like high school parents. It was really cool. So the kick goes through. Everybody celebrates. Goes crazy. Where's Gene Taylor? The athletic director. Nobody saw him anywhere. Like, he's best friends with Chris Klein and the coach. They're best friends. Every time they win, the first thing you see is Gene Taylor cutting through the coaches and hugging Chris Kleiman. Like, these guys have been pals forever. They were at North Dakota State together. They, they've been pals forever. Right? They got a good thing going in Manhattan now. The two of them have a good thing going. And they know it. Where was Gene Taylor? Big 12 title and Gene Taylor's not there like hugging Chris Kleiman. The whole thing was weird to me. We've uh, solved the mystery. Gene Taylor was on the college football playoff selection committee. He was about 10 miles away at a fancy hotel at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport with the selection committee where they were holed up with Hancock and all the others deciding who's going to be in the college football playoff. Gene Taylor uh, went to Hancock, who's the chair of the college football playoff committee, Bill Hancock, and said, Dude, I can't sit down here and watch this game with all you guys because they have a big conference room and they watch the games together. They're going to watch them all together and, and then debate who's in, who's not. They're there all day, all weekend. They're watching them all. They'd watched the Pac-12 game the night before. Taylor said, I got to excuse myself. It's a standalone game. And Hancock said, go to your room. Gene Taylor sat in his hotel room at DFW Airport and watched K-State win the Big 12 championship. When the kick went through, he was very excited, got on the elevator, went running down to the conference room with his arms up. He's like, woo! And he walks into the room, and I don't know how many people are on the committee. They're in a conference room there at the airport. And Taylor now says, they all stood up and gave him a standing ovation when he entered the room. They were so happy for him in K-State. How cool is that? These are competing ADs, competing factions, whatever. K-State didn't factor into the college football playoffs, so there was no... But they were watching the game because they're watching TCU. That's who they were watching was TCU. And there are ways to recuse yourself. It involves your team or whatever. But Gene Taylor was going to go in there and fight for TCU. You know he was. I think that's really cool. He said it was just a, a goosebump moment. I walked into that room and I had my arms up and like, yeah, 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 we did it. He said the whole place, every one of them just stood up and started clapping. Happy for Gene. Happy for K-State. Gene Taylor's a hell of an AD for K-State. They found a gem. and They found a hell of a football coach. They're doing some good things there. All right. Again, uh, thank you so much for tolerating me Wednesday on the podcast. And we'll put AJ's interview back up at a different time on a separate deal. But I sure would appreciate it if you could help out Operation Homefront this holiday season. This one's important for me and Jessica and a lot of the folks that we're close to. And military charities and holiday season seem to go hand in hand. This seems like a really good thing. And we got a couple families who've had their house burns down and they need some help in our area. And if you can help out, uh, just shoot me an email, kevin at kkasissues.com 
or feel free to call AJ directly and help directly, if you, especially if you have services, if you can help out in any way, 816-534-1245. And help KK has issues, help operationhomefront.org. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!